Paul says, stop thinking like children. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Today we're moving on in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and we're going to be looking at verses 20 through 25 uh, today. And um, Paul continues on in his teaching on uh, orderly and intelligible worship. And uh, obviously, if he's teaching on it, there were problems with that in the church in Corinth. And we know that the letter to the Corinthian church was to encourage and correct. And so he continues on in this theme today. Uh, Before we get into the word, though, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We're hungry to study it and to meet with you. And we pray, Lord God, that your spirit would guide us through our study uh, and reflection on your word today. Open our eyes, our minds, and our hearts to what you want us to receive so that we might apply your word as your spirit leads us uh, to our growth in grace, our growth in Christlikeness. We want to be more like Jesus. And uh, we thank you for a new day, Lord God. Help us make the most of our moments and to trust that you will lead and guide us through the day. Uh, to the maximum benefit of your kingdom. We love you, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty through 25. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. In the law it is written, With other tongues and through the lips of foreigners I will speak to this people, but even then they will not listen to me says the Lord. Tongues then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they're convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. This is a powerful teaching in this section. And Paul, again, um, is elevating two gifts, the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy. And his concern here is for people who are outside the believing community outside the family of faith who come into the fellowship and they're inquiring about faith in Jesus. They're curious. They're asking questions. They want to learn about what it means to be a follower of Christ in the way, um, a member of the way. And uh, so if an unbeliever comes and they're curious to know about faith in Jesus, if everyone in the church is speaking in tongues and babbling in a language that no one understands, Uh, Paul says the conclusion that that person will make is that these people are out of their minds. There's nothing that they're saying that connects with me. I don't even understand it. And they look like they're crazy. (laughs) Um, But he says, if an unbeliever or a person inquiring about faith in Jesus comes into the fellowship while the fellowship is gathered and the whole church is prophesying, Uh, then they will hear intelligible teaching uh, in an orderly way, and the Spirit will be working through 
the the gift of prophecy through that gift of um, encouragement and comfort and uh, challenge, and they will be convicted of sin. God will speak through the words of the people in the body, and they'll be convicted of sin, and um, they will be uh, they'll be faced with the reality of their own hearts before God. It says that the secrets of their hearts are laid bare in the presence of God as they're confronted with their sin. Now, only the Spirit of God can do that. But that's a powerful thing that happens in worship when people confront the Word of God, when they confront the truth and a message that's being preached or taught uh, with clarity. Um, people, people will listen up and they'll be convicted and their hearts will be laid before the, the Lord and God can begin to do some work with them. They'll begin to do some business with God. But if they come into the church and everyone is having this ecstatic spiritual experience where they're babbling in a tongue that no one understands and they're looking crazy, that person will draw the conclusion that the people of God and the church of Jesus Christ are nuts and not uh, they won't see it for what it truly is. And so Paul is cautioning them. He says, in your worship, the word of God needs to be preached and taught with clarity so that when people who are inquiring about faith, unbelieving people who are living far from Jesus, come into the fellowship inquiring about faith, they will hear the word preached with clarity, and God's Spirit will work through it to convict them of sin and to expose their hearts to them. And that's the work of the Spirit through the Word of God. And when we read the Word of God, um, God will convict us of sin, and He will lay our hearts bare before Him. And we'll see ourselves as we are, and we'll have to do some business with Jesus. And that's the whole point. And uh, Paul says the result of this encounter for that inquiring person, for that unbelieving person, is they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming that God is really among you. Now, that's what we want in our worship setting. That's the kind of result we want when people who are not walking with the Lord come to worship with us that they'll have a God encounter that leads to faith. And that's exactly what Paul is describing here. He is ex- ex- describing a God encounter that leads to faith. And um, that's part of the church's witness. We have to be ready for those unbelievers to be in our midst. Now, we can't use Sunday morning as our only witnessing tool. Um, but it can be a good one if we're effectively preaching and teaching the Word of God and if we're effectively leading people toward an encounter with Jesus. Um, what that means is the Holy Spirit has to be present in our worship. Um, if the Holy Spirit is not present in our worship, we've made, made no room for the Spirit to be present in our worship, then people aren't going to come and have God encounters, meaningful God encounters that lead to faith or lead to conviction of sin so that they can grow in faith to be more like Jesus. All right, my friends, I am moved and challenged by these words of Paul today. And I hope that you are too. I pray that they'll continue to resonate in your heart as you consider them today. And thanks for taking time out of your day to study together with us. God bless you.